live from Brooklyn Podcasting Studio. It's Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. We still don't have the drops. No drops. Natural claps. All natural. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture, and we bring in some cool people to share their perspectives. I am Armand Sadler, vegan chorizo poppy, three mile Monday poppy, (laughs) playlist poppy. I do it all, baby. I stay busy. I'm here with the boy. The man, Mr. Circles, Mr. Major Stage, Covina's <laughs> finest, Covina vocal powerhouse. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you like that, right? Right. No, you got to stop calling me Mr. Major Stage until they cut me a check. Ah, right. <laughs> yeah, Major Stage. If y'all listen, cut me a check. Cut him, run yeah, him no, down. Plan. Uh, but yeah, what's going on, everybody? My name is Nick Early. I co- uh, co-host as well as executive produce this podcast. So excited to be here. How you feeling, man? Man, yo. God, he is able to do just what he said he would do. Today (laughs) is an example of that. We have the amazing Kitty here. Let's get it. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we are. We're excited to uh, to talk to you, learn more about you, let the people know the things that you do. So, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Got a couple shout outs to get out the way before we get into the good stuff. Anyone tuning in, first time listeners, returning listeners, even last time listeners, <laughs> thank you for giving us your time. Regardless of what platform you listen to, where you're listening, what type of socks you have on, how you eat your eggs and your steak what shampoo or conditioner you use, whether you prefer Snickers or Twix, what your Zodiac sign is, even though I don't care, (laughs) whether you're team iPhone or team Android, whether you think the Lakers will win it all, if you've done your taxes yet, or if that tax return still hasn't hit yet. Be patient. It's coming. <laughs> I haven't done either. Though. I still got to do my taxes. Yeah, do you, what's wrong with you? You were talking about tax responsible podcast last I week. I know. And you ain't do your taxes. I know, man. I you just have a thousand things to do. You capping. You capping. <laughs> I guess, Get your money. I guess paying Uncle Sam is the last thing I'm thinking about uh, every and, time. Yeah, stick it to the man. Whew. Gotta show some love to Regina Cho, our good friend, for joining us last week. Regina, thank you Regina! so much. Regina! Very, very fun episode, man. I've, I've listened back a couple times and... uh we, we we got into some some deep talks. Yeah, it was, it was good. Very right. very therapeutic. I feel a lot yeah. better after that. Big shout out to our photographer Aaron Antonio joining us once again in Brooklyn. What's up, Aaron? How you feeling, baby? Aaron on the lens. Let's get it. My guy Malik, videographer, joining us once again. Shout out to Malik, Malik on the lens. And Brooklyn Podcasting Studio and Josh. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Josh. Us once again, the guy. Yeah. With the water and the pink lemonade. <laughs> what podcasting studio you know bro, got water and lemonade? Bro, like, come on. Like, you got regular uh, lemonade, but then you bring the pink in, and it's like, oh, all right. Pink different. Drink. Very different. All right. So let's uh, let's get into the chat, man. It was a pretty, pretty busy week. Megan the Stallion and her contract issues. Word. It was, um, <laughs> man. Have you been following this? Yes, all? like a little bit. Bro. Yeah. It's, it's just sad to see, like, and I mean, here's the thing. We don't know the full story because there was like immediately I saw the video about Meg on IG Live going off about her contract issues and everything. 
And then I saw the um, the article from Billboard done by Carl Lamar. Yeah, I don't know if you read that. Yeah, yeah, I read it. Shout out to Carl. You smoked that. Yeah. Um, did an interview from the perspective of uh, Carl Crawford. Carl, yeah, Carl Crawford. Carl Crawford. <laughs> that guy, Carl Crawford, um, and he, basically sharing his piece of the of the story, which was really interesting. Yeah. To hear. So it was like after hearing both, I didn't kind of really know what to believe, even though like I, the contract was shady. I mean, to me, I think that. When anytime you're owning someone's masters outright, not outright, but like any own, anytime you're owning a majority share of anybody's mm-hmm. works, um, even though you're putting up the money, I understand that there's other ways you can be, get paid and get recoup that. Right. I just think it's I just think it's morally wrong yeah. to, to like own someone's stuff like that way. Sure. Even though I know I understand how they work, labels work. I understand how that whole process has to be funded, but like. I think anytime that happened, you know, she kind of th- the way he painted it out for those who didn't read the article, they painted that, that like Meg is not honoring her contract that mm-hmm. she basically they're taking the stance that like you agreed to this. This is what you need to do. We didn't steal anything from anything from you. We haven't been lying to you this whole time. You just, you know, kind of went to Rock Nation. They started talking funny in your ear. And then now you think you have we have a problem over here. And so that's yeah. the way he's saying that he hasn't been paid a lot mm-hmm. of stuff, too. So. Uh, it's a sad thing. On one side, you know, as an artist, you feel like, dang, like, here goes, you know, another bad contract. But it's like, right. artist, why are you not reading your contracts? Right. Yeah, but you know what it is? I think that when she started off, it's just that you're young, right? And mm-hmm. do you have access to a lawyer immediately to actually look over contracts? Right. And so if you don't have access to that, you're just going to yeah. go off by like, well, it's a better deal than not. Right. Apparently it was her mom and a lawyer. Yeah. I think, right? Yeah, her mom read a contract. Yeah. 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 Her mom and a, and a lawyer were working on the contract and whatever terms were agreeable. And then. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, there's so many little, like, discrepancies that, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just feel like just artists, and, and I think artists now are definitely learning more about how to go about getting signed and mm-hmm. like just all of all of those details but i feel like it's just educating yourself way more yeah. yeah and like focusing on those things as an artist but i think a lot of people are now i mean a lot of artists are now taking control of their own masters and and are just more aware of it than ever before yeah no I feel but like, when yeah. you hear about it especially with such a successful artist that megan has become like uh-huh. it's just kind of like damn her yeah because yeah. you yeah. know it's money absolutely <laughs> It was. She's it, made so much. I wasn't shocked, but I was just like, "Dang!" Like, it could be anybody. It could it, be anybody. For exactly. real. Yeah. But hey, alas. Yeah. Um, Kendrick Lamar. He popped up. He he came outside. Popped up on Twitter yeah. with a uh, with a video. PG Lang. His it's like a creative agency. Yeah. Um, the video featured Georgia Smith, Baby Keem, someone else. Didn't, I forget their name. But um, how you guys? How you guys feeling about Kendrick just being on social yeah. media, being active? <laughs> it is time. It's a I've sign been of waiting. something to He's come. He's been laying low for yeah, so yeah. long. But that's his style, though. Like yeah. he, he was on like a consistent like what two, three year schedule. Like yeah. boom, good kid. And I respect T-bap, that. You know, when like somebody is just like speaks and say something with like weight yeah. rather it than has like, weight. just talk. Yes, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It has weight when they speak. Mm-hmm those that don't speak often yeah 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 i think there's def- there's definitely an album coming this year from kendrick I, that, it's, it's gonna be a very busy year overall from uh like a lot of the big artists a lot of yeah. superstars so this would be this would be exciting but uh georgia looked great in the video. <laughs> 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 i gotta keep it about georgia georgia's amazing i love georgia i nah. saw a tweet talking about how like she she sounds like peppa pig yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that shit be dying. Right, right. That's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> they so mean to her. Yo. Why? She's so great. No. Nah. So <laughs> I love Georgia. Shout out Georgia if you're watching, listening. <laughs> one we love day. You. We'll, we'll have you on one day, Georgia. Right. 
We will. <laughs> um, very busy release weekend. We got Janae Aiko. She dropped her album Chilombo. I didn't get to finish it, but from what I got through, I really, really loved it. Well, one thing about a Janae album that I love, the transitions are always going to be really good. Yeah. Like, it's always sequenced really well. Uh, BS featuring her. Uh-huh. Her talking about, oh, I, I saw your roommate. I'm going to put him on my to-do list. Like, hold on, her. You supposed to be like, what, what are you doing? You supposed to be getting my roommate? What are you doing? Whoa, whoa. You supposed to be wholesome. Chill. Right. But no, nah, uh, the album sounded really, really good. I can't wait to finish it. Um, yeah. And Lil Uzi Vert dropped his project, yeah. Yeah. Eternal Ataki. I don't know how to pronounce that. Ataki, a take. I don't know. I thought it was Eternal. I thought it was Eternal. Hold on. Eternal Ataki. I'm just gonna say Eternal Ataki. But um, yeah, he dropped it at like noon on a Friday. Um, surprised a lot of people. A lot of people were really, really excited about that. I I listened to it in the gym. I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't like amazing to me. Like the first half, I was like, ooh. Is this gonna be bad? And then the second, the second half, I was like, oh, okay, it picked up. It picked up. Did you get a chance to listen? Yeah, I got a chance to listen to it, but I feel like I need to like go over Sit it. I live with it a little bit. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But a lot of my friends like love it, so I'll be honest, I ain't listen. I ain't get That's to okay. it yet, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll get to it yeah, eventually. Yeah. I caught a little bit of the uh, Janae. Because you know, I like to sit down and like listen. Yeah, yeah. Listen to so, like all the way through. I, it's almost like ruining the movie. It's like don't tell me, don't I don't want to hear none of it until right. I can hear it in context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, my cousin who I live with, shout out G. He was he's a an artist. He's painting and he always has a playlist um, in the background. So he was playing the album and what little of it that I heard when I was getting ready um, yesterday. Uh, he, I was just like, dang! Like I heard just a few lines, a few uh, transitions. She. Her music is literally keys and space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keys and space, minimal drums. Maybe she'll catch, you know, a nice little beat, but it's just her. And she's she's like a um like a more wordy writer, I'm realizing. Yes. But I love it. It's not like it's too much. Yeah. Her pen is immaculate. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, my. She's like, I was I shocked. It's, it's so great to write and say something so profound with saying like the least amount of words. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think she does That's that really, really well. Challenging. She does that really well. It's very honest writing too. You feel like this is your your big sister or your homegirl, yeah, like just telling you about a story. You know, yeah. I like artists who can do that. Kind of put allow us to put ourselves put ourselves into that character. Absolutely, easy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, shout out Janae. I'm gonna listen to Chilombo soon. We love yeah. you, Janae. What does Chilombo even mean? We gotta figure that out. We do. We should. We should. Uh, last week, last. Saturday, uh, Drake surprised us, like I think it was like midnight or something like that, with uh, two tracks, um, When to Say When and Chicago Freestyle. And he dropped a video for both of them, combined the two, shortened the tracks a bit. And then we also got a bunch of Drake leaks this week. Like there's been Dropbox Word. folders. And... I got it. <laughs> you got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been bumping. I mean, I'd heard a bunch of them already. Like they were floating around SoundCloud or something like that. But just to have them all in one folder was like pretty cool. Uh, a lot of people think it's the album. I'm just going to tell you guys it's, it's not the album. Like <laughs> I, I don't know it for sure, but I know that's not the Like Drake is not going to let us just get our hands on this album right. that easily. Yeah. Like it's right. not the album. But what we're hearing is really, really good and there's like, a lot of tracks with future yeah yeah big mood yeah. desires life is good part one like yeah so. but they work a lot though they do yeah they, and i heard future's a machine in the studio absolutely yeah. Yeah, he just yeah, takes yeah. he does one take mm-hmm. yeah it's like straight melodies and then he just fills in the gaps like after he gets his melodies off it he's he's really dope. <laughs> like, not <laughs> wasting time yeah. yeah no but uh the track sounded really good when to say when um 
sample Song Cry by Jay Z, mm -hmm. and then Chicago Freestyle interpolates um, a track by Eminem. Um, Saturday, through Sunday, Monday, Monday. Mm -hmm. through, oh, I forget the name of the song, but yeah, it was really, really dope. Like, Super I mean, yes, Superman. Super, yes, yes, yes. No, yeah, I, see, it's all, good to have a DJ. <laughs> there we go. There we go. She knows. She's like, yeah, yeah. put oh, it on yeah, real quick. Superman. <laughs> Superman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, really, really dope to hear from Drake. Of course, as always, um, he's definitely got an album coming this year too that we're all looking forward to. So, Megan Thee Stallion. Meg's album. Right. Her album is right. actually fire. Was it an EP or is it? That's the thing, man. That's been a conversation. It's nine songs, I believe, 24 minutes. And for to be, according to the Grammys, and the Grammys isn't the only judge, but to, according to the Grammys, an album is five songs at least 15 minutes. So that Sugar time would count towards album. the Grammys as an album. Her contract, which uh, we talked about earlier, her albums had to be, I think, 40 minutes okay. to like satisfy her, her album deal. So... Like that's going to play into whether or not she'll be able to get her way out of it. Like that's like wow. the, the consideration, oh. all that. Yeah. So, like, in terms of getting a Grammy, she could do it. But in terms of getting out of her deal with Carl Crawford and all that, like, you know, that's something that's going to hold her back the, the runtime. So it's it's interesting. Like I I would personally call it an album my, uh -huh. myself. Um, some people are calling it an EP, but then uh, there's it's a bunch of conversations happening on like Twitter and just general generally about it. Like some people feel like an EP is like maximum like six six songs, something like that. That's why I've always felt it as like yeah. six songs. I I mean, just it's more of like a cultural feeling like, right. in term that we use. Like I've seen EPs as what as small as three. Mm -hmm. I think like as large as six. Yeah, yeah. that's the kind of the, the range that I feel like mm -hmm. makes an EP because like EPs are supposed to be. Ironically enough, it's called extended play. Yeah. But, so it's shorter. Yeah. I think that's changed over time, but like, mm -hmm. yeah. I, How many songs are in this album? Nine. Nine? nine? Yeah. yeah, nine songs, 24 minutes. She had, she had, a, she had, a, she had a Kehlani feature, our, our baby. Yeah. Kehlani snapped. <laughs> <She's> snapped. <laughs> I, I heard that. Of course she did. I, I, I didn't get I to finish hear, that yeah. project either, yeah. but um, I got like maybe five songs in and it was it was cool. I mean, I didn't I didn't love it. Um, you know, you Typical know me, Meg? I, I, um. She tr fun. she tried some new sounds. It was fire. <laughs> She's like, fun. yeah, because it's just like you know, you know her as like her music, and then it's cool to see an artist evolve and grow, you know. Mm -hmm. And I feel like to take her own her own sound and then just kind of deliver it. It's still similar things, but it's just like to continuously be on top and right, like yeah. really just not drop the ball when mm -hmm. you're like delivering you know like your mm -hmm. bars. It's just like yeah, yeah. no, I think she's you just kind of because you know, unfortunately, I mean, I think we have like a nice. Uh, amount of like female artists and right. female rappers and uh -huh. you yeah. know in the in back in the day I feel like they were just not strong enough with their bars mm -hmm. to just kind of keep it but even guys be like what she said that you know yeah, and so yeah. that's Might super <laughs> she yeah and so I think when you hear it and you're like oh she still got it she still like leaves you like what she said that you know right. <laughs> <laughs> with a drop jaw no but, I feel you yeah I, I just love I'm thinking about Meg talking about Meg I loved her um, tiny desk she snapped. Yeah. yeah. With phony people. Yeah, I mean, it was you know, that's it's so musical. I love yeah. that when they made her, you know, all her songs, musical versions. But yeah. Oh. Meg, get out that contract, baby. Free Meg. <laughs> Free Meg immediately. Oh man. Chained up. Another week of Nick not asking me what I'm drinking, but what what you sipping on, bro? I'm not worried about what you're drinking. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. <laughs> that's why I don't be asking you. <laughs> nah, man. Um for everyone who's asking, I'm sipping on some chamomile tea. Today. Oh, yeah, you basically. Chamomile you tea. Basic. Yeah, simple. We got to <laughs> keep it. 
You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we got to be simple. Stuff that the general public can access. You know what I'm saying? Simplicity is best. <laughs> now, it's good for improving sleep quality, great for digestion, um, helps, you know, lower blood sugar. Important. All the good things. We need the health. We need health. Health, health is wealth. wealth. Yes, hey. health is wealth. <laughs> Man, yeah. How, what does it matter if you got all this money if you in sitting in the bed because you can't go outside? Hey, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, this week's half and half is... is from TechCrunch.com, it is music streaming pioneer SoundCloud raises $75 million from Pandora owner Sirius XM. This is by Ingrid London. Of course, we're continuing our Stay Busy Women's History Month. Everything you see is going to be run by the ladies from the Oops, deep cut. Ah. This is why I'm stepping in. Okay. <laughs> there you go, executive <laughs> producer. <laughs> stepping in. Everything you hear for the, the next few episodes in the month of March is going to be by the ladies. It's going to be uh, the, the half and half is written by one. It's going to have, we're going to have guests. We're going to have the deep cuts be all mm-hmm. ladies. Mm-hmm. So yes, mm-hmm. shout out our lovely ladies. Love anyway, so this article is talking about um, how SoundCloud recently did a deal in the past month or so um, with uh, Sirius XM. So they're going to be basically uh, allowing uh, through so Sirius owns Pandora. They they uh, acquired Pandora back, and I think that was February ninth, uh, twenty nineteen, for about three point five billion. Mm. So they acquired them and they absorbed their portfolio. So basically, what's going to happen is it's going to allow users to uh, and advertisers and brands to purchase SoundCloud's uh, U.S. ad inventory directly through Pandora. So leveraging the country, uh, lever- allowing to leverage the company's, as they say, direct sales capabilities, targeting data, and audio programmatic uh, platform. Um, a lot of people are actually saying that this might be the beginning of the end for SoundCloud. So, which is interesting to think about because people, and I want your opinion on this as a DJ mm-hmm. and how, like, what do you think SoundCloud is going and whatnot? But a lot of people are saying, like, you know, the second these sort of big players come into things like SoundCloud that were created for the users, created for users to, um, you know, basically be able to put out their portfolio. A lot of rappers and a lot of artists have broken on SoundCloud. Chance, um, help me out, some names. There's just a bunch of names. Trippy. Yeah, a a bunch of people have. We know, as you know, and there's even the term SoundCloud rapper, so we know what it means within the culture. They say that a lot of times, like when you know, uh, something becomes too good, a platform becomes too good, that you start getting all this attention from bigger media to then advertise the platform, it dilutes the cultural message of the platform. And so that a lot of people are saying that that's what they're fearful of for SoundCloud. This is a good thing for SoundCloud, actually, because SoundCloud has had some problems. If people don't know, SoundCloud has uh, had a, a lot of pushback from labels mm. because of the licensing situation with yeah. playing the music. So like as a DJ, you do a remix to somebody's song owned by X label, and you do the remix, but you're getting all the streams, you know, you're getting recognition for it, but they're not getting paid. Of mm-hmm. course, that became a situation. And so uh, Twitter was actually bidding to purchase SoundCloud way back when. Spotify mm. had bid, but their asking price was too high and the situation around the licensing hadn't been figured out. So they were a little worried about, you know, investing in that way. So um, I think this is going to be an interesting thing for them because SoundCloud had, been, had went through a huge restructuring. They cut out, I think, like 40% of their workforce. It was really bad. Um, they went through like two main leaders. They like the CEOs had dropped out, um, and then they received a hundred seventy million dollar sort of like emergency <laughs> fund um, from this company, this company Rain Group and Temasek, uh, Temasek um, that actually saved the company. So, wow. this is this is going to be interesting. Um, the way they're planning to use and integrate SoundCloud through Pandora is going to be 
I think beneficial for them, but they're talking about investing in more of, um, they said investing specifically in to talent, content, technology, and innovation to create and offer the best audio entertainment available, including specially created music channels, programming from major emerging artists, provocative talent and talk, entertainment, comedy, and executive programming. All right. So as a DJ, where do you feel? Do you use SoundCloud? What's your opinion on SoundCloud? What do you think its use is now in the culture? I love SoundCloud. Um, I think SoundCloud is just a great platform because you're just able to naturally come across just other great artists and music and just it doesn't really matter like you could just it's just like a rabbit hole it does feel like i when i'm reading that article it said it's the youtube of music of audio, yeah, yeah and i think Literally. it's exactly that like you could just go from finding something that is very clean sound wise in terms of like engineering to yeah. something that's very still raw you yeah. know mm-hmm. and i love that you could just find both and there's just there's a um, range yeah. there's a range yes um, and it's interesting because I, I, in the past I was like, oh, it could have been better if it maybe was purchased by Spotify. Uh-huh. So to hear Pandora and Pandora is its own situation because Pandora was my first introduction to a music platform where it just, you, you know, that was like the first one that yeah, I, yeah. like, I, I don't know if it was the first one, but it was one, it's of, the one early, of the first, one, yeah, one, one of the early one. ones where I was introduced to just different music, you know, just being able to like, I don't know, Press like, play and leave it. Yeah, yeah, put like Erica uh, Badu a playlist and then it would just kind of create a nice little neo soul yeah. selection for you, you know? Yeah. And so for them to kind of align, it makes even more sense because just them being the pioneers in that kind of sense and then. Mm-hmm. SoundCloud being its own thing yeah. um, in comparison to like Spotify where like artists already established or like indie artists have their situations already set up. Um, SoundCloud allows you to just build that base. And I know for friends of mine who are artists, they're able to see which songs and which tracks are like the most. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that determines what they're going to perform when they go on tour. You know, so they're able to kind of like measure things or or just use that as guidance yeah. um, as to like what type of songs or beats they should use mm-hmm. that is more effective than others. So um, I'm actually kind of like with it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I look I forward. Yeah. I look forward to it because I think that um, to introduce, I, I would imagine like to have uh, up and coming artists use pandora and be shared through that yeah or like i don't I, i'm not sure how they'll have the interface but it'll be interesting to just kind of elevate it would elevate yeah. uh, soundcloud and i think it will make it a more serious platform yeah um but as long as they have the user participating and submitting music yeah. and continuing with that engagement i think that that's what's going to keep it still genuine and people still using still it rocking with soundcloud mm-hmm. do you have soundcloud to go the like the pro did you have you no pay? i don't have it though <laughs> i don't know anyone who's paid for it and, and that's why it's interesting because i imagine that soundcloud as a as a website i'm always i'm always curious as how they make money so that's was their problem and for that, a long yeah. time that they weren't so if, profitable as a business exactly right? yeah. and so if they're willing to like purchase it and then they're figuring out the yeah. that back end thing yeah so they did some fundraising it was good I, I mean i'm excited for soundcloud to you know do that it's always a concern like i said when you have like a user generated pure forum for artists for creatives to collaborate on things and then you have this sort of influence you always have to remind yourself that there are initiatives that they have to hit now that they yeah. have this investment 
from Sirius, you know, from Sirius XM, they have to now put effort towards fulfilling that investment and mm-hmm. making sure they deliver on the promises that they've made to acquire said investment too. So it's a balance all the time when you bring in the finances to the culture, especially from big media. Sirius XM is the, the largest, like, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. second to, I think they're next to next to uh, iHeartRadio. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those situations where I just pray that everything maintains or just only better you know yeah. because of the funding that and it would be great i mean if they could handle like the licensing and like the back end the publishing all of that um if they're able to help financially yeah. with making that only thing is 75 stock, million yeah. would that even would yeah. that even do it you know yeah like, and true. they haven't acquired them yet so that's my half and half, y'all. That's, it. That's that what I got to say with my chamomile tea. Chamomile tea, brother. I want to shout out the employee of the week, Brianna DeMaio. Let's go, Brianna. Yeah. 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 Brianna is the founder of Taste Creators um, and music business How To, alongside DJ Booth and Audio Mac. Uh, Taste Creators is a creative agency geared towards independent artists. They help them with their marketing, their you know securing press, uh, their business. It's really, really cool. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of them and what they're doing because there's a lot of independent artists who could really benefit from knowing how to go about their business. Exactly. Like It's not just about putting out music. It's about exactly. a lot of other things. Like <clears throat> Brianna actually just recently hosted artist development weekend in philly um where they literally had workshops on press budgeting writing bios booking shows performance coaching um and she had people like jan sneed there uh, donna from dj booth um and she's just constantly dropping gems on twitter for indie artists and engaging with their questions actually responding to them not being super standoffish Mm -hmm. or being condescending you know really genuinely trying to help people um and i think there's it's, it's it's just great to have people who are artists first Especially nowadays, seeing contract issues like with with Meg and with a bunch and Tory Lanes and Interscope and a bunch of other artists who are super successful, and you think you know everything's good, but they're dealing with these these crazy the business label situations. So you know, uh, independent is looking looking a lot more a lot better for a lot of people. But there's a certain way you have to go about being go. independent. <laughs> yeah. And Brianna and her team are really uh, focused on that. So once again, shout out to her, Brianna DeMaio. Thank you, Brianna, for your work. Artists need that work. Yes, sir. Oh, it's time to slide. So let us slide. The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. Yeah. Ooh, All yeah. right. Okay. A nice, nice little fade out there. Like that. Like that. Like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying, trying to get better. I'm trying to be like you, bro. All right. So our women's edition slide deck. You know the vibes. We're going to start with our guest. What did you bring for us today to play? Um, I, I've given you Baby Keem, Be Honest. Let's get it. Yeah. All right. Honest, 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 are you honest? 
Okay. Oh boy, I love yeah. Baby Keem. Man, that was fire. Yeah, I've been in a Baby Keem trance uh, <laughs> the last couple months. Like his album, I play that a lot in the gym. Why'd you Why'd you pick that song? So I feel like in his album, there's a lot of tracks that everybody loves. Of course, everybody loves Baby Keem. Everybody loves Orange Soda, mm-hmm. um, Mosh Pit, um, and I feel like this is a track that um, I think is pretty solid. I think it seems very genuine. And I've yeah. said in the past that Baby Keem's album um, is uh, like a modern day love album. Mm. Okay. Um, and I know it's hard to kind of even like think of it in that context, but I feel like I he's it. really honest with how he feels and mm-hmm. his relationships. There's moments where he's like infatuated in love and then he's just like, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. messing with you. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's it's real, you know? And so, and also his it seems like he's conflicted with himself. Absolutely. And so I think that with this song, it just kind of like captures that. And it's just interesting for him to just be so young and, and speaking on it. And I feel like a lot of artists are not really uh, being expressive with their emotions as much as mm-hmm. he has. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I I like that. I always like hooks that are like four words or less. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it, 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 you, you zone in and yeah. especially like their melody choice. And really. you catch it. You're like, okay, yes, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be yeah, honest. Yeah, <laughs> on, on, that was all right. Yeah. yeah. That was produced by Soundwave, Baby Keem, and... Um, Beacon. I, I might be pronouncing this wrong. Beacon. That's my guess. Yeah. <laughs> that was, was Beckon. Sorry. What'd you bring for us, brother? Early. Uh y'all know I love snow. <laughs> we all love snow. <laughs> 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 well, this is uh, "Be Careful" by Snow. I'm feeling this vibe. Let's get it. to that song last night and just zoning out like how many times did you hear it on repeat probably like three because <laughs> <laughs> like it's only like a minute that's yeah, why i said yeah. play the whole it's song. like a song that you just kind of get yeah. in like a little trance it's entrancing it's an yeah. entrancing song and i like that song because too it's like snow sound because she's european we haven't like we hear her obvious influences in soul neo soul r&b so on and so forth but like i love hearing her voice on like a more like an electronic 
alternative type sound. Mm -hmm. like, I mean, she's a little more alternative in general, but like this last project was very tried and true, like R&B, like mm -hmm. rhythm and blues. Yeah. And so I loved hearing her on that. And it's like, I was just waiting for like some sort of like kind of drop, like for some beat to hit, come in. I'm like, dang, some, I know somebody out there. Some DJs mm -hmm. remixed this. Because, uh, yeah, so maybe you should do a remix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what or, you got? I got Tink. This is two or three, uh, produced by Bright Boy. Let's get it. Bright Boy. Bright Boy. you and all but i keep two or three she's sick she's sick <laughs> I, I like you and all but uh, i, I definitely enjoyed the writing on that song um this dropped valentine's day um my friend my friend Liv sent this to me shout out to live um and yeah i listened to the album straight through and this song really stood out and very some very savage content she, yeah. <laughs> she, she keeps <laughs> it a buck like hey you know i, I like you but yeah i got options so right. if you mess up right. option number two is sliding in right. you're gonna get um, some yeah yeah so, it was real dope I, I i love her voice i really like the production on this project um i think that really shined through and i think she you know molded herself well to it mm -hmm. um tink has been been doing doing it for a minute yeah. um and i think i think she's kind of overlooked so i think this album you know I, I really hope a lot of people tune into this album it was really really good right. i really enjoyed it I so like yeah the hook that yeah. Hook was nice where's she melody from selection. um let's see where's tink from sign out while armand looks that up a be careful was produced by manish i forgot that manish that tink manish. is from calum calame calumet city illinois 24 oh, wow. years old oh wow Wow! Shout out to her. Yeah, she got, she got, she got time. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Damn, twenty. She's been doing it for a while. Only twenty four. It's crazy. Um, but if you want to hear these slides and hear other slides, um, our slide deck playlist is on all platforms. Tune in. Y'all ready for the board meeting today? I live for board meetings. All right. So today, we want to talk to you. We want to learn about you, hear about your journey, challenges as a DJ, a woman DJ. So let's uh, let's keep it. Let's start with your name. Where you're yeah. from. Um, your favorite food your um, passions in life <laughs> <laughs> um my name is uh Catherine, but my nickname is kitty and my dj name is kitty say word word, so, word. <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> and i am originally from new york born and raised washington heights okay, okay the heights. Love the i go to the studio in the heights yeah okay yeah <laughs> you, you, you be in dykeman Hi, of course, I have family <laughs> up there, there <laughs> but I live in bed now. Okay, nice, nice, awesome. So what, what got you into DJing? Uh, so when I was younger, I used to sing. 
Okay. And Uh-oh, I used to sing for... Find out you got vocals. Okay. <laughs> I used to sing for, like, community events and, like, things for, you know, in junior high school and then graduations and, mm. like, things of that sort. And then um, eventually I went to college and then they really focused on doing, like, musical theater and I wasn't about that life. <laughs> so then I kind of stopped. <laughs> oh, really? Mm-hmm. Where did you go to school? Uh, Manhattan Center. Okay. Nice. Well, I'm sorry. That was my high school, but I went to Marymount Manhattan College. Okay. Yeah. In the Upper East Side. Okay. So, you start you started DJing. Who bought you your first like turntable sets? Like, how did that myself? Go? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, well, the DJing thing didn't happen for a while actually because I was just, I don't know, I I, I was working in the fashion industry, like doing more so things on the casting side, and mm-hmm. I was just interning on all facets of fashion and was there, and then I was assisting the woman who I assist now, Bethan Hardison. And then um, I just started to just travel and I kept going to Europe. And then naturally the people who I would attract love music as much as I did. And they happened to be DJs. They were all just male DJs. And then I would see them move around and I was like, they they would do their own little tour. You know, for us, like going to Jersey, for them, it's like going from Germany to France, you know. (laughs) So then they'll do a world tour. And then I was just seeing how I was like, wow, like they're moving around, but there's no girls and I'm like, I know my music. And so eventually I was like, okay, well, I want to start DJing. And then just being from New York, like that pressure of like being ill from the get, <laughs> it's just kind of like, damn, like it turned, you know, I was kind of like really intimidated because I never just wanted to be, I didn't, I, ne- I never wanted to be perceived as like whack, you know, right. like that's like the worst. And so, um, and then I also saw a size of the music industry that really turned me off, just being a woman and seeing yeah. how like, men could manipulate you and and just seeing it it was just like the dark side of it that i was just completely turned off Mm -hmm. until i met um friends of mine the friends that i made in europe and then i saw that they were going about the right way and then i started to just kind of like create my own parties and create my own vibe and then yeah Mm. then i started djing so who's been some of your dj mentors like those friends in europe like oh yeah so um somebody who i admire a lot is benji b Okay. Um, he's from London. Um, Judah um, is another guy who uh, wor- works a lot alongside with him. He's a DJ as well, and they uh, have a record label called Deviation. Okay. Um, and then I have friends in uh, Berlin. I have a friend called Nico Adamako. Okay. And he was one of the first people who uh, really kind of like introduced me into like this bigger network of other um, DJs. My friend Shama Anwar. Uh, she's from London. Dope. Um, uh, th- I mean, there's so many. I'm just like thinking of names. <laughs> International, but yeah. But yeah, I was just always been. I, I've always been very curious about the world mm. and just seeing how other people are living, and just music being the connecting factor of it all. Mm. Do you feel like you've um, you've always been taken seriously, or you had like to to prove yourself in a certain way? Of course. Like- I mean, even when I started to like play like nobody taught me i needed to teach myself and even when i was asking around to like get some lessons it was just you know people just gave you the runaround so i was like oh you're giving me the runaround you don't want to do this (laughs) so i was just like okay well i needed to just buy my own equipment and um and then just kind of start from there and then nobody was booking me because of course when you're like starting like nobody wants to like have that kind of yeah take the risk exactly so then what i started doing i was like you know i've always known the power of creating your own energy and so i started to create my own party 
And so it was a party called Main Squeeze. And so um, the premise of my party was to bring just international sounds, but also have like a performance um, incorporated mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. So like having like up and coming artists that um, I believed in and having them perform like four songs, nothing really too much to just kind of distract you from the party. And then I would have a friend who's coming from Europe and having them play a set, another local DJ, and then myself. And then when I started DJing, I would go all the way in the start because I was like, I didn't want really nobody to see me, but it was like my practice. And then um, afterwards, eventually, I, I started to like place myself like at prime time. <laughs> so how many how many years of that did you do to where you felt like you started to get a grasp and you're like, okay, now I can I can move to prime time. And then like when after that, when did people start like taking notice of you as a DJ? I mean, even doing that, I also had like a, a residency at this bar called Beverly's okay, in the Lower East Side. Yeah. And that was the thing that I had the most consistent because it was like every month and it was like, I mean, I was getting paid nothing. There's a hole in the wall, but like yeah. it was a place where I could be like, you know, I was playing like five hours straight. Oh. And so like I was just able to practice and play just different types of genres of music and I had that freedom, you yeah. know, and kind of build... like an audience through that space and then I had that other party that I started to create I was just doing multiple things to just kind of keep myself busy and keep myself just like pushing forward because I just knew that like I I just needed to make it happen for myself you know and it took I mean it took about like two years for people to start seeing that like oh you're serious about it right because I feel like anytime anybody starts it's just like how how long are you going to stick with it Mm -hmm. what would you say is your biggest highlight that you've had my biggest highlight, I DJed the um, the undefeated and Nike party in I LA. I saw that. Yeah, that That's was really you cool. You did the and whole thing? It was like thing? the holiday. No, it wasn't the whole thing, but it was you just You did like, a set. You mm-hmm, did a yeah. set. And it was like, I mean, that venue, like, it's crazy. Like, they had my name. <laughs> I like, saw that. Like, it was wild, like, yeah. But it was it was great. And it's, it's interesting because I've also gained an audience there. I also DJed among, like, the Soho houses, like, all over. And so... I'll have somebody who will recommend me or like if I'm in town in LA, they'll be like, hey, like Kitty's in town, like we should totally go. And especially since there's so many like East Coast people out there, they're like, you know, to hear my sound. It's just like, oh my God, you know? So it's always really refreshing. So, um, of course I forgot my question. The second I was going (laughs) to ask you. um, No, so I was talking about, um, so tell me a little bit more about like your upbringing. Were people musical in your like house with your parents or anything like that? So I grew up with like, so I used to sing, right? But I was really, really shy. So even singing was like a big, big deal. Mm -hmm. But my dad was always somebody who like, I mean, he could belt. And so growing up, he would bring us to school and he would like walk down the block. And then my sister's like, oh my God. And he's like singing super loud. It's, It's like seven in the morning. And you're just saying, but it's always just been who he is. And obviously he he just loved it so much. Mm-hmm. So I always grew up having him just sing. And, and my parents always used to sing like old schools, like Spanish ballads and stuff. Okay. So it was just something that I've always was around. Um, and then my friend, my friends, my cousins, when they came from DR, uh-huh. they were in junior high school. They were way older than me. And they were the ones who took it upon themselves to introduce me to different albums and different music mm-hmm. and when they, when they would come over they'll like have cds that they'll they were ready to like play for oh, me <laughs> and then like my older cousin um jackson he would like make sure i knew all of dipset 
He's right. like, oh, you, they just dropped this. You got to listen to this right now. <laughs> and so it was just, I was introduced to music in that way. We just, you know, you, Saturday morning, we're just da- downloading songs on like Kazaa. Like <laughs> right, 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 right. Classic. Day. Yeah. That's a throwback. How has being in kind of straddling the line in two industries benefited your DJing career? DJing career? Because like you're supporting in the modeling industry, you have some fashion experience, but then also, you know, doing the DJ thing in your own right. How has that helped you kind of being in two worlds? Well, I think that um, with it being like both of the worlds kind of intertwine, especially yeah. when it comes Naturally, to like yeah, nightlife exactly. because it's all creatives. <clears throat> of um, so I have a lot of friends who work in fashion, but I feel like, you know, you're in fashion, but you care about music as well. They need and the so music for their all, It all feels, yeah, exactly. So it all feels like it's not one, but it definitely intertwines. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like you're having a good time like you care about it's taste it's taste level right so like yeah. that's the connecting factor I think music mm-hmm. and fashion with taste level right one of my favorite questions I ask a DJ is like let's say it's like the peak time of the party and like you're really trying to get people to go like go crazy like yeah. most people are there all that you're trying to really take the energy to the next level What it, what's like the song you pick and then like the transition into like another song like you're like one two punch that you put on that you know is just gonna knock their heads off I'm and think, it's like, like a hype party, like yeah. you're trying to like get them going. Okay, so the, the first, the, I'm thinking about what's the transition. Uh, I'm thinking it's a party, Waka Flocka. It's a party, it's a party, yeah, it's a that party. One, and yeah, but I'm just thinking about what would be the transition. Mm. And in my mind, I'm like thinking, what's the BPM? <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. What's the BPM? <laughs> shoot, what, what would be the transition? We asked the hard questions here. So. Yeah, 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 I see. Um, shoot. I was going to put you on the spot. Where we, Shoot. The spot. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking Bobby Schmurder, and I know it doesn't like. I don't even think it would match, but it's just like it's okay. that's uh-huh. the only song that I'm thinking that like to keep it going yeah. forward. Right. You know, that. nobody's gonna be mad at that. What do you? How would you describe your DJing style? If you would say like, I mean, you kind of mentioned it or pointed to it, sort of like when you go to the West Coast, the East Coast people are like really are like oh my god yeah but i do love playing west coast music yeah. too. that's where so, i'm from i'm from the west coast oh word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um so i love to play in a way so since i started playing like a long period of time like i learned how to pace myself and like know my pace at the night you know yeah. throughout the night and so i always feel like a good party it, it's like a full like a a, a full meal so yeah. you got like you know you got your like your rice your beans your chicken yeah. your salad your dessert and I feel like that's how I try to like pace it so okay. in the end you leave full and you feel like you left you okay, know like, analogies yeah, and so, but that's that's how I really go about it I mean growing up in New York um, going to a house party you were listening to I mean I was uptown so it was like Spanish music so you had merengue bachata salsa uh-huh. and then you had reggae. Yeah, and you had reggaeton, yeah. and you had hip hop, and like that was a solid party. Yeah, so you okay. needed to have all factors. Like you couldn't do without one, mm-hmm. and exactly. so that's how I think of a party. Like you know, you're constantly because, I mean, you could only continue to play trap for so long. You yeah. know, like you need that's to just fact. know how to like the energy. You, you need to. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. It it's a journey, journey. and you so like be. you just need to know how to navigate and and play it in that way. Right. Who are some of your favorite DJs out right now? Like that maybe maybe we haven't heard of that we should be. Oh yeah, like my my two of my friends, uh, Yellow Tech and Mo Yassin. Okay. They um together they're good faith and they have a good faith party that happens pretty often and they're super super sick. My homeboy um Stony Blue. Uh huh. 
So he's 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 super sick. He okay. he just does his own like remixes. I mean, his his set is super unique. Um, there are these girls that they combine as well, and they're called Perk. It's a uh, Jada Lorraine and uh, Nayara Starlin, Sterling, and they Who's do, my... and they do Who's like Sterling? sounds very familiar. Yeah, yeah. yes, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So they're dope. And then my my homegirl Odalis. Okay, yeah, I, yeah that's I, like I my little sis. I love her. She's super talented. Um, another girl named Didi. Didi okay. Lovelace. Mm. Um, who else? Some of these names. I'm just thinking about like who, who do I usually play with? Um, I mean, that's a good list too. You gave it. A, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I mean, it's so right now. What's dope is that there's such a healthy amount of like DJs, and mm-hmm. we're all kind of working. So it's just cool to just like be in a place where, like, I think in New York, um, in terms of DJs, there's just like a nice community. Mm-hmm. Um, where like we could just really connect and 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 really, really, it's it's the competition. Like it's New York; it's always going to be competitive. But it's it's like people are really willing to work and collaborate. Is there like a female DJs coalition or something like that? <laughs> like a are y'all all like? <laughs> no, but I, I think this is cool. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like. I think that would be cool, but then I feel like I feel like why also it always why has sequestered? to be like I think it's more important to integrate yeah. rather than just because you're separating yourself from actually you know right. being a part of everything. Right, and I didn't mean necessarily separate. I but, know, but, but like, yeah. you yeah. see, like another hey, <laughs> yeah. what's up? But it's like, always yeah. love. It's okay. always it's always love. It's always love. Okay, my last question. Then I'll give it to Armand. That's cool. Do you think? Song requests or no song requests? No song requests. What the? <laughs> f- <laughs> no. Uh-uh. That's what I'm like. DJ. Yes. Like this. It's just like you know. You know. You're like I, my I don't. Flow. I don't come to your job and tell you what what to do. Oh. Okay. So you got to think about it like that. Yeah. You know. And already you already ready. You have a prepared set. Like you know. You already know which way you're gonna go about it. So it's just disrespectful. Yeah. Mm. You'd be like. What? Nah, I don't even do that. I'm just like tell somebody like, yo, and then they're like, she can't talk to you right now. <laughs> so you have somebody like buffering. No, like it's like you know you you have your friends and they right right you know, they, they have to out. help you out. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. What's one event like a big New York City event that you haven't DJ yet that you would like to? Hmm. A big New York City event or anywhere? Oh, I mean, like it'll be sick everyday to do, people. Like, I've done that. Oh, you done yeah. it? Heard you. Yeah. Heard you. Yeah, no, that was that was great. That was a good time. I did it in LA as well. Okay, that sorry, was really sorry. cool. Um, I mean, shout like, I DJ think Mama. I'm interested in doing. Yeah, shout out Moma. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm interested in doing like a festival. Mm. Okay. I think that would be super fire. I haven't so. done a festival yet, so. Do you have a, any desire to like really push into like the DJ producer lane? Because I know a lot of DJs are like coming to the front and producing. It's like almost like a skill that you need to acquire as a DJ. Now you can't just. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in doing music supervision. Mm. I'd love when I think of music, when I think of music, I think of moments and like I would, you know, I'll be listening to a song like, oh, this would be great at the intro of Of this film. Yeah. And so that's the direction that I'd I'd like to go. Okay, As a DJ, I'm sure there are a lot of artists who like come to you like, oh, they'll play my song at this next event, something like that. So like, are there any artists that you've like had that type of interaction with who have later blown up or any artists that you feel like you've broken? Well, um, I wouldn't say I've broken, but I definitely like had them play. Like I had um, when I had Main Squeeze, 
Um, I had a few artists like perform. Like I had my homie um, Remy Banks, and he had mm-hmm. a project that came out around that time. Um, and then I also had Sheck West, and I think that oh, was wow. like one of his first like wow. performances. Um, and that's right before he got signed and all of that. So that's, that's dope. Yeah. Do you do any parties anymore? Like that? yes, I do. Um, so plug I your stuff, girl. Plug yeah, your yeah, stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> I haven't done a main squeeze in a while because I feel like it's also a collaborative effort. Like I need to, like I really need to believe in the artists that I book. And so sometimes it's just like not the right timing. Are they in town? And also like, you know, budget. Yeah, um, yeah. But I do have a party um, called Caramelo and it's a like a only Spanish music party. We do that. Yeah. And Spanish. so <laughs> it was just, it, it's funny because rappers always show up at my party <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they just stay the whole night. But um, it's just great to, I mean, there was a moment where I realized that there's just no Latin party downtown for like young creatives. Okay especially young creatives who are from uptown and find themselves hanging out downtown, which uh-huh. was always me. And um, and I felt the need to just create a space where, like, you could just really come through to dance, right? Nice. And intentionally is only Spanish music. Like, it doesn't really deviate from that because once you play something else, it becomes every other party. A lot of parties I see are playing similar 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 excuse me uh similar music you know everybody's kind of playing the same songs the same genres and i feel like i just wanted to distinguish it and make it its own thing and mm. continue to grow it got you got awesome you. well it was phenomenal getting to know you yeah kitty say word thank you shout out to kitty we're gonna jump into this bulletin board brent fires I'm a dog, they don't root for me in public. <laughs> April 24th <laughs> at Brooklyn Steel. I I'm, I'm, I might have to be in there, It's bro. sold out, though. Really? Damn. Tickets is crazy. Damn, bro. Well, <sighs> Janae Iko. I might be able to make, swing that one. May 2nd, Radio City Music Hall. Ooh. Damn, she got Radio City. That's yeah. huge. No, that's, yeah, shout out to Janae. huge. My baby. Uh, well, Big Sean's baby, but my baby, too. <laughs> <laughs> Action She's Bronson. her own baby. She's nobody's baby. Yeah, she's she her own, right? There women's go. History there we go. Yeah, talk about it. International King. Women's Day today. It is it International is Women's it. Day, bro. Thank you. Thank you, executive producer. See? And Action Bronson, March 31st at Brooklyn Bowl. Tap in, y'all. Uh, Kitty, thank you again for joining us. Thank really you great so to get to know a woman DJ making moves like you're making. Yeah. Uh, playlists are like meals, everyone. Yes. Do you have any playlists that you'd like to, sh- to plug? Um, we'll we'll happily mean, post a link. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you guys. It's yeah. on Spotify. I'm going to make one. I'm going to make one called Mad Sad. Hey. Mad Sad. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like my vibe. Yeah. That sounds like That's exactly yeah. what I'll be going for. Love it. I am Armand Sadler. Head honcho. This is my EP, Nick Early. This is Kitty. We're going to post her social media. You all need to follow her. But for now, you know you need to stay safe, stay humble, and stay busy. Podcast in the city, y'all mind Nick girly with the flex, stay busy. Topic after topic, conversation, stay litty, keep it witty, no witty, stay out jiggy, get gritty, stay with Six lines, busy, get involved. All you little other podcasters getting cross, get lost, like trying to go crawl, fur, or trying to run a cover like moss, burn. Stay busy, nigga, arm dedicated. Cornell grass, so you know they educated. Killing every episode, I know the haters hate it, but they love it on the low, it's confused, admiration. We live right now, Ray J on the line with it. This podcast straight up, Trevor Scotland. The shortest son of episode I might hear, but I left the arm red once I watched it. You know the boy clean. I ain't washed up. Levels crew with me, get involved, Mo. My guys know the music, they are not slow. So get situated with this hot show. You know we stay busy. 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 You know we stay busy.
No stay busy. No we stay bitch.